that's what's been so fascinating about this because I get so much protein, which is what my body needs. I don't even crave a lot of that other stuff. Yeah. The cravings has been a bit like when you, I think my protein were at like 120 or something like that. I like, I'm, I'm never hungry. I'm never, I'm not hungry. And so because of that, I don't crave things the way that I used to. And I think that blood sugar roller coasters, but also not eating enough of the right things is what really caused for me caused a lot of my cravings. Hey there, my name is Wendy and I'm an environmental toxins lawyer who is obsessed with showing women how to toss the toxins out of their life and embrace a more holistic lifestyle. I'll be dishing up bite-sized but binge-worthy episodes on all things detox, low-tox, and what's that toxin? And what is it really doing to my health? I'm breaking it all down for you, separating the myths from the facts and pulling back the curtain on the products and beauty industry. You'll hear my unfiltered and sometimes unpopular, but honest opinions. No topic is off limits. We'll dive into what's really causing our thyroid issues, hormone imbalances, infertility, and more. Think of it as a crash course for all things holistic living, but for real life. You don't have to do everything. You just have to start somewhere. Let me show you how. This is the Detox Dilemma Podcast. Welcome to episode 33 of the Detox Dilemma Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy, and I have a really special guest here with me today. I have my cousin, Claire Cook. Claire, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. We are finally in this moment since we've been talking about it for months. So thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so stoked you're here. We really have been talking about this for months. So why do I have my cousin here? I secretly have not been sharing anything about this, but I privately have been going through my own health and nutrition journey. I've been macro coached by Claire for the last six months. And just to give a little bit of background, first of all, Claire is a life coach, a certified life coach and a macro nutrition coach, and she is a PE teacher. And I went before I started working with her, I was a little concerned about working with her because we were, even though we're cousins, we were raised like sisters, we're best friends. We make each other absolutely crazy. And I wasn't sure if I could let you tell me what to do. I was totally like, no, Claire told me to do it. So I'm just going to tell her to F off and that's not going to happen. So I really thought about it long and hard, but I'm really glad because you're amazing. And what you do is very different than what other people do. And that's the reason why I wanted to have you on this show, because I think you have a component to your program that is so missing. And we're going to talk about that. But first, for the benefit of my audience, because I have not been sharing my health journey. Six months ago, you and I were in Las Vegas, and we were talking about how I was carrying around some extra weight that was really bothering me. And I had prioritized over the last two years healing my Hashimoto's. And in order to heal my Hashimoto's and really work on my thyroid and my hormone health, I made some pretty significant changes to my nutrition. I really started adding in high quality animal-based fats. I started taking beef liver, which has been really great. And so I really upped the quality fats that I was taking and I got rid of things like most of the processed foods I thought most of the processed foods that I was eating, I kicked seed oils. So like canola oils, vegetable oils that are pretty much snuck into lots of processed foods. I like kicked them completely out of my life. And I made some significant changes to the way I was walking and grounding and going outside in the sunshine and getting eight hours of sleep. And I made all these really positive changes in my life and I healed my Hashimoto's and I was 
really proud of that. But at the end of that process, I was carrying around extra weight. And so I knew you were doing this. You and I had been talking about this for a long time. And I finally said, okay, I'm all in. Let's do this. We're going to jump in and we're going to work together. And it's honestly been the most eye-opening thing I think I've done in my health journey because I think a lot of people who are in the wellness space in general, we think we know a lot about nutrition. I will tell you, I know a lot about clean ingredients, but I did I knew nothing about nutrition until I started working with you. So with your background as a PE teacher and then you know your journey towards doing this. So tell everyone why did you become a macro coach? Why did you become a life coach? What is your background and what brought you to decide you wanted to do that? So what's pretty fascinating is, you know, as a kid, I grew up with like well-balanced meals. And so that led into adulthood, you know, pretty well. I wanted to make sure that I mimicked that same type of behavior with my family, which I do. Being a mom, I have two young girls, but you know, it wasn't like it was a perfect walk in the park. I mean, yes, I was an athlete my entire life. And so I was very mindful in those moments, you know, throughout those years. But it wasn't really until I think I discovered CrossFit in 2010 and being a part of that community that is so athletic. They were also extremely diet driven. And, you know, some of it works for some people, some others, the paleo situation, the keto situation. Like I was exposed to all of these different types of ways of eating. And, you know, some work better than others, et cetera, et cetera. But it wasn't until like I had the babies and, you know, I moved on in my life out of CrossFit. Now I'm at F45 and now I'm at Orange Theory. And there was just something where it was like, I knew I wasn't maybe getting enough nutritionally and I couldn't point my finger on it because I'm thinking, gosh, I've been athlete my whole life and I feel like I know how to eat pretty well. I'm very disciplined, but there was just something missing. And I sought out a really good friend of mine who had been, you know, in this industry and he ended up giving me my macronutrients based on my age and my activity level. And he's like, Claire, I think you're under eating substantially in protein specifically. We need to bump that up and maybe fix your fats. You're probably consuming too much and you know, your carbohydrates, we'll take a look there. And he ended up giving my, giving me my percentages and I was literally mind blown at how much I had been under eating. And once I got into it day to day, hit those numbers, I saw an immediate response and my body composition changed. I dropped body fat in areas where I had been wanting to lose it. And I've never been stronger. I've never eaten more. I've never been more fueled. And I finally feel like, oh my gosh, this has been the secret all along. And the best part is this is like a sustainable way of life. Like I'm going to do this forever and I'm not in this crazy deprivation situation. Like I finally figured it out. And yes, I've been just like this health enthusiast my entire life, but this spoke to me so differently that with my life coaching certification and I wanted to help people with habits and growth, but I knew people would come to me for nutrition and I wanted to be able to say, hey, this really works. And this is something that really works. And so here we are where I do a dual, almost life coach, nutrition, macronutrition combination, mostly for women you know, who are looking to lose you know, 15 to 20 pounds. That's kind of my ideal client. And I can walk up to them and say, hey, if you shift this mindset and shift these habits and we look at you know, what your body actually needs 
we're going to make major changes for you. And it's not just going to be for six weeks or two months. This is going to last you an entire lifetime. And so that's pretty much it in a nutshell. And I've already can tell you, like, I am so fulfilled and I just love educating people like on this lifestyle. So that's kind of how it all happened. Yeah. And it is, it really is. And I will tell you, I went into this super judgy, super judgy bitch about it. I'm like, "Mm, this is going to feel like calorie counting. And I want to touch on what you said about under eating because, you know, rewind the clock back to when you and I were growing up and I was a gymnast and not just like a hobby gymnast or like kind of a gymnast. Like I was a highly competitive in the gym, four hours a day, six days a week gymnast my entire childhood. And when you train like that, you can pretty much eat whatever you want because you are, you're burning everything. You're working out so hard. I mean, I was just had a six pack. I, you could see muscles everywhere. Like that's, I had a typical gymnast body, but I was not eating well. You know, we, because I was in the gym all the time, I ate dinner in the car. I did my homework in the car. I was not eating balanced meals. I was eating things that were not, you know, good for me. And fast forward a little bit closer to college and having been hurt from gymnastics and unable to continue on, I gained a bunch of weight. And it's interesting to me. And, you know, I was eating Chick fil A because it was in my dorm room. (laughs) I was like, heck yeah. My love of Chick fil A still exists to this day. I just, you know, do it in moderation. But, I really, really struggled with my weight right around that time period because my working out habits had changed so dramatically, but my food intake didn't change at all. So not only did I gain a bunch of weight, I, being a gymnast, I was very flat chested. I didn't develop until later. And then it all happened all at once. So then I had stretch marks and then I was really insecure about that. And I was like, you know, what? I need to do something about this. And so I did the only thing that I knew to do, which is I think a lot of women listening can relate to this. I started running a million miles and completely deprived myself and was eating maybe a thousand calories, maybe 1200 calories. You probably remember this because I was living in your parents' guest house and I was cooking like fish filet and broccoli. And that was like all I would have for like half the day. And I would run like eight miles every morning. And I was so thin. And I thought I was so healthy and oh my God, I look back and I think about the person that I was and I had no idea. I was destroying my metabolism. I was destroying my hormones. I was under eating. I was restricting myself. I was over exercising. I wasn't lifting any weights. I was just running my face off. And those bad habits continued the majority of my life. My yo-yo dieting, I became a vegetarian at one point. I had some infertility issues and then I had my thyroid issues and then my Hashimoto's. And every time I went to go feel good about myself and I lose weight, I would overexercise and undereat. That was how I did it. And, you know, maybe it looked different. Maybe it looked like a little bit of keto. Maybe it look, looked like, you know, my vegetarian phase, whatever that fad or diet looked like, it resulted in the same thing, which was that I was under eating the nutrition that I needed and I was overexercising. I wasn't fueling my body. And I feel like this is what women are doing. And so when when I went into this macro thing with you, I was like, okay, fine. I will try this because I need to do something and I trust you explicitly. And so, and you're so passionate about it. Like at the end of our trip, I'm like, fine, I'll give you whatever you want. Let's just do this because you were, I knew how in, invested you are and how much you believe in it. And it was the opposite of what I thought. 
Like it had nothing to do with deprivation. In fact, I remember the first week I was like, I don't know if I can eat this much food. I really don't. <laughs> like, do you get that a lot? Do you get people who are like, who think that macro coaching is basically the same as calorie counting? Absolutely. I think, and again, yes, calories are involved. You get four calories per gram of protein and carbohydrates. You get nine calories per gram of fat. So calories are playing a role. Absolutely. And in the weight loss you know, situation, I mean, that is really the name of the game. You want to be in a deficit on some level where you're consuming this much, but you're burning more. And if that's the goal, then yeah, you have to be at a deficit. The downside is that people, I think in their minds think, well, I should only eat like a thousand calories and then I'll, you know, work out and okay. Yeah. You're going to drop weight really fast, but it's not going to be sustainable. You cannot exist and live forever on a thousand calories a day, 1200 calories a day. And so, yes, I think people have this misconception about like, oh, you're just calorie counting. Well, all calories are not equal. So if you take 150 calories of a lean protein, like a meat of some kind, and you compare that to 150 calories of goldfish, the result in your body is going to be substantially different. With protein, you're going to feel full. It's going to refuel your muscles. It's going to only build lean mass. Whereas a goldfish handful is going to just be, you know, straight, you know, simple carbohydrates. It's going to spike your insulin level. It's going to spike your blood sugar and it's leaving you with nothing good. So they are not equalized. So it's completely not about calorie counting. I actually want my parent, my uh, clients to macro nutrition, you know, macro count. And that's really what this is about. And how many of those macros do you need? Well, that depends on your lifestyle. It's completely individualized. It depends on how active you are and really what your goal is at the end of the day. So let's let's go even deeper. So what does it look like to actually get a macronutrition, you know, count from you? What should people expect? Because what what I expected was eat this amount of this and this amount of this and this amount of this. And I thought it was going to be easy because I was like, well, I already eat really well. So this is going to be simple. And what I found was for the first week, maybe even like, you know what? I'm just a whole first month, the whole first month of working with you. I feel like I wasn't even macro counting correctly because I was too busy figuring out what I actually ate every day and what those macros looked like and how the end result looked nothing like I was trying to get to and learned so much about how much fat was in the things that I was eating every day. And it's like a Tetris game. You're like, okay, well, if I ate this for breakfast and lunch, then like the, I have to have like, you know, all of this for dinner. And it became this, oh crap, I got to figure this out. And I didn't realize actually how poorly I was eating. So what does it look like when you first get a client and you start trying to figure out what their macros actually should be at? If you're anything like me, switching to a natural deodorant was the most difficult toxin-free swap. I think when all was said and done after doing all the pit detoxes I found on the internet and trying over 15 toxin-free brands, not exaggerating, I was left, well, stinky. I needed something that worked. Some legit just did not work at all. And some used too much baking soda that while I didn't stink, it eventually left a nasty rash. Not fun. But then along came Primally Pure. 
and it worked great. I smell amazing and no rashes. And now it's my favorite deodorant and my entire family uses it. My husband prefers the charcoal version and I'm obsessed with the citrus vanilla. But if you've struggled to find a natural deodorant that works, you're going to want to give this a try. Hop on over to www.detoxyourpits.com and use discount code WendyCatherine at checkout for 10% off. Yeah, I mean, it's no secret that as we age, our metabolism changes, right? So your age plays a role. What is your lifestyle like? You know, do you travel a lot? Are you sedentary? Like as a PE teacher, I walk a minimum of 15,000 calories or, or steps a day. So it's like, I would need something completely different than somebody that just sits at a desk job all day. So it's like, what's your activity level like when you're not trying to even work out? Then do you work out? What are those workouts looking like? Or is it cardiovascular? Is it mostly, you know, a muscular endurance situation and resistance training? That plays a huge role as well. And so we look at all these variables in their life and I give more or less some sort of baseline. Ideally, you want to shoot for one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass. But most people don't even know what that is. They are like, I don't know how much lean body mass I have. And so I think it's fair where you play with the half of, you know, a gram to a full gram per pound of body weight. And that's where most people fall short. They are not consuming enough protein. That is our culture. Unfortunately, we are so high in fats. We are so high in carbohydrates and the proteins kind of start to fall to the wayside. And so based on the person, just depending on what it is, you know, I give them this number, this number, this number as more of a baseline in a sense. Yes, I have them spend a week looking at what it is they consume because if they've never done this before, they're like, well, gosh, I've never even really thought about it. And it's like, okay, I want you to start thinking about it. And then we're going to get into like, what are your numbers? What, What should they actually look like? And then I have them weigh themselves every morning. And this is not a way to like mine, you know, kind of screw with them because some people get really invested in that number. But I need to know how your body is responding. And so that is a part of this journey as well. Because if you're wanting to lose weight or even gain, I need to know how your body looks on a scale on the day-to-day. And we take that average at the end of the week. So we go week-to-week basis with these numbers. And it's basically as soon as the body stops responding in the way that we want it to, that's when numbers can adjust. And the client will you know, be in constant contact with me like, oh my gosh, I'm really hungry this day. Or... I think I'm overeating. And yes, I get all the time. I have never eaten so much. What am I supposed to do with 120 grams of protein? And so we have to really come up with like a time management situation and like how many meals are you consuming every day and trying to break it up evenly because people don't really know how to do that. And that makes it a lot easier too to hit those numbers. So again, it takes a a whole month to change our habits, our mindset about food analyze what we're actually eating, weighing what we're actually consuming. And once that kind of happens, people are like, whoa, I am so mindful now. And that's really the most important part is that you're already doing better than you were. You just didn't know what you were doing. You were kind of ignorant to it. Well, and I love that you, you know, it's interesting. I do weigh myself every day now, but I love what you said. Like my journey has really had nothing to do with my weight. Like I, yes, I have lost weight in the process, But the other things that we worked on were were more important to you, which I really valued. Like you and I were in constant contact because you you make your clients fill out this form at the end of every night. 
So you know what our macros are, you know how many steps we walked, you track us and we'll talk about kind of the electronic software stuff that you use so you can support people in a second. But you know, at one point I was like, I'm tired or I'm hungry at the end of my workout. And you were like, okay, so let's adjust this. You need to like add more protein. Like I don't want you hungry. I don't want you tired. I want you fueled. I want you energetic. I want you feeling like the best version of yourself. And that was always what you were focused on with me. Like, I don't even think you really even talked about weight. Like, I think at the beginning I said, like, I'm carrying around these extra like 10, 15 pounds that is really bothering me. But we never, it was never a focal point. And I also love that as I started going through this process, rather than, you know, dropping a ton of weight quickly, because that didn't happen. And that's not the point of this, right? And the slow loss of fat from the scale, but I started seeing my shape change. Like I always just thought like, oh, I carry all my weight in my belly. And I know a lot of that had to do with a couple of things, my C-section, but also my estrogen dominance, my my low thyroid. Um, and there's other things that cause women, by the way, to carry fat in their belly. One of them is seed oils. Other ones are endocrine disruptors. But I just thought that was the way that my genetics were also. But I am slowly seeing that change. Like my body composition is changing and that excites me more than the number on the scale, if I'm being honest. Absolutely. And I, that's what I tell people to, I'm like, this is data. Think of it that way. Because there are many variables every day that are going to make your weight fluctuate. As a woman, you know, we have a menstruation period and you will retain water regardless let's say you work out really hard and you have an intense strength day, your body is going to hold on to every ounce of that water in every single cell to help repair itself. And water weighs a lot. It is what it is. You could just be dehydrated, right? You did under eat one day. You did overeat one day, but it is the average over time. And I love that you said it was not a quick situation because unfortunately our culture yet again, I want the fastest thing. This has to happen now. That's not the reality. That's not sustainable. So it is going to be maybe half of a pound a week to a pound a week. If you want to lose 20 pounds, if that's your goal or whatever, it takes time. And that's something that people struggle with. They don't, they're not patient enough initially too. And so I have to get their mind right about that as well and look and say, you're already doing better than you were. You are walking now. You weren't doing that. You are drinking water now. You aren't doing that. You are already improving in so many ways. And so wait, you're right. Starts to not even really become a factor anymore. It's, oh my gosh, I feel better. I have more energy. My body composition is changing because you might put on muscle. Muscle weighs more than fat does. So the scale number is nice data for us to kind of go off of, but it is not the t- you know the telltale of what's actually what you should celebrate. There are plenty of things to celebrate with this. Yeah. And I love that. And you're really, I remember like I would close a ring in my fitness app or my macros would be like on point for the day. And you'd be like, good job. I'm so proud and send all your million emojis. So like on top of everything, you're also this like little cheerleader voice in the corner, which I, on some days it was annoying when it went the other direction. Like, Hey, maybe you could go for a walk after dinner. I see you haven't closed that ring. And I wanted to be like, yeah, I didn't ask your opinion, (laughs) but it goes both ways. I'm sure your clients don't have the same familial thing going on that we have, but I, I loved that you were always involved and invested. Okay. So let's talk about electronics and software and how you kind of help people do this. I can't even imagine myself trying to do this without a couple things. One, a food scale. Two, 
Carb Manager, which is the app that you use, and then the fitness app on Apple. So let's talk about why you utilize those tools with people. You know, macro coaching can be a hefty investment for people. They they should invest in themselves. And I understand that that can be a financial burden. And I didn't want to add on an additional application that's going to cost money. And I went with Carb Manager because most people use MyFitnessPal, which is a great resource, but it costs money to use it. And so I went that route with Carb Manager. It is keto friendly, not the point, not what we're wanting to do necessarily, you know, because carbs are our friend, which we'll talk about later. And so clients basically can track their meals through that. It logs everything. There is a massive database where you can search for the food. Caution there though, not everything is accurate. So it's always important to double check that nutrition facts label with the amount that you're consuming just to make sure it's actually the right amount. But at the end of the day, like I can see through a connection part of the application where I look at all of my clients, I can tell what they're eating all day long. You know, I see where they fell short, maybe where they went over and they can see mine too, which is really fantastic because if they ever needed meal ideas, which, you know, I share food ideas anyways, but if they're just like in a pinch need, I'm going to check my coach and see maybe what she's had. Or I think there's some of that oh my gosh, there's accountability on my part too. Like I'm in this with you and doing this with you. So we use that. The fitness application is amazing. I am an Apple user and I don't know, I I think Droid has something a little similar to that. Or if you're a Garmin user, like Droid, you know, translates that way as well. But basically the app or the application is so amazing because it tracks your, your steps Um, You can carry your phone with you and it would at least geographically watch where you're going and track you that way. If you're an Apple Watch person, it talks to your phone. And if clients have that application too, I am able to connect with them that way. So I am watching their activity throughout their day, which is just another part of that accountability because you have to be moving. We are an organism intended for movement. We are not meant to be sitting at a desk all day we were, we would be a plant. And that is not the case. So that is another avenue into this journey where I can help keep them accountable. They know I'm going to be watching for that. So while we love and hate technology, those are some great tools to use in the event that you're kind of interested with that. And it, it totally helps with how much are you expending energy wise? You know, how many steps did you actually take? What happened during that workout? If you tracked it, what did your, how did your body respond? It's really fascinating technology to use. Yeah, I loved it. Carb Manager was the thing that I was like, oh shit. I, so the fat macro that you gave me originally, the first couple of weeks when I was just tracking what I was actually eating and not necessarily trying to hit macros, I was just trying to figure out like what my current diet looked like in macros. I was eating double double the fat that I needed. And I had this mentality, this pro-metabolic ancestral, which is great. And I'm still eating that way. It's, but I was going way overboard. You know, I wasn't like slather on all that olive oil or all that, you know, grass-fed butter. So I would put like three tablespoons, but I only need one. Like I was really overeating those fats. And because I was tracking everything and it was so simple to put it into carb manager, I was able to very quickly see what I was doing and then adjust and figure out like, okay, so I'm putting a lot of cream in my coffee. I'm eating a lot of butter. I'm doing, you know, where can I cut back and, but not give up the things I love. Raw milk is really important to me, really important to me that I get that for my gut health, for my digestive enzymes, for all of the health benefits, the immune benefits. And so I was like, well, that's a non-negotiable. So how do I fit that into my 
macros and what do I need to cut back on? And it actually wasn't that hard. I just didn't know. Yeah. I love those mornings where you would contact me and you're like, oh my gosh, uh, I'm only at breakfast and I have five beers left. And I was like, okay, so, you know, what is a non-negotiable? Is there anything we can wiggle with? Like, what else could we do instead that's more of a low fat or non-fat type of option where, you know, you would be satisfied with eating it. And we kind of sprinkle those fats a little bit more throughout your day so that you're not feeling so overwhelmed because let's be real. It is hard to find food that doesn't have fat in it. So hard. You look anywhere, you look on anything and it is in everything and every gram counts. So I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's most people, they are literally mind blown by the fats piece specifically because they linger in everything. And I think part of it too is we don't read, we read, so I was reading labels for ingredients. I was not reading labels for macronutrients. And so like we would have pizza night, you know, every Friday, because by the time Friday rolls around, when you have kids, you're just like, oh my God, I can't even think about cooking right now. So I had this gluten-free pizza that was like on the healthier side. Most gluten-free foods are full of so much garbage and so much extra fat. It's not even funny and gums and all kinds of stuff. So I don't eat a lot of gluten-free specific things, but this pizza was really clean, like super clean. And the first time we had pizza night after me starting this, I like looked at the, I, I scanned it and I looked at the macros and I was like, oh, this one pizza, and it wasn't even the whole pizza. I think it was like if I had had half this like personal pizza, that was my entire fat you know, intake plus some for the entire day. And I would have gotten that in half this super clean gluten-free pizza. And that was a huge wake-up call for me. I was like, oh, well, this might be clean, but it's full of all this fat. And at the end of the day, eating half of that was not going to make me feel full. And so what ended up happening in my diet was processed food has kind of fell by the wayside because if I eat processed food to stay under my macros, I'm starving. If I eat real food all day long, I get plenty of food and I am full and I'm energized. And so it was that was a really big eye-opening thing for somebody who considered herself really educated in nutrition. I love that you just said that. Again, I just feel like culturally, and I keep throwing that out there, but it's like, of course, driving down the street. I mean, how many fast food restaurants are you seeing? You know, it's so easy to not eat well. And I did the same thing. It was almost like I detoxed from this processed food world where I can't hit that protein if I'm eating just junk. Like I got to go to the real food side of things and eat legit clean meat. And the ingredients alone was like broccoli, broccoli, that's it. <laughs> Spinach. Okay. That's all that, you know, and it's, it was fascinating to me as well, where it was like 60 grams of fat. I can't only consume that for an entire day. And then it's like, I struggle now to hit that number because everything has shifted so much that, and, and fats are so important, but it's like, I, I had a hard time. And initially I was like, what? That's impossible. So I'm so glad you mentioned that because yeah. processed foods are just filled with just who even knows half the time and your macros are terrible for the most part. Let's talk about something else you do that I think is different. Uh, and then I want to jump into misconceptions because I think there's a lot of misconceptions. But you also are very cognizant of toxins in people's homes. You're very read up and educated on hormone disruptors. And uh, you have your own hormone story and journey that you've been through. You've been, you know, uh, infertility, IUI to have a baby, IVF to have uh, the second baby. 
And so you are no stranger to hormonal stuff. But I think that more recently, you've really started to figure that out. And so you talk to your clients about what's in your home, what are you using to clean your home, and then you encourage them to also go get blood work done. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. What I was realizing was there was a client I had who we were doing everything right. We were. I was like working with her day to day and she was not seeing the weight drop like she should have. And I had told her, you know, when are you going to your PCP or your doctor or your hormone doctor or your specialist or whoever it is that you trust and that you see so that we can get that underlying blood kind of picture? Because if your hormones, which literally control everything that we do, especially women, because we are a complicated piece of fun, it's not going to matter. So if your metabolism isn't working the way that it should, you have a sex hormone imbalance, your thyroid is off and you have no idea. I mean, we could sit here all day and try this, but you're not going to have best success if we don't figure it out. So I always encourage women, please go to your doctor and at least get this blood panel done. Let's see if there's anything hiding and take a look at what's in your house because we don't need to like go and you're like, oh my gosh, I have like all these problems and then continue to lather on your body or inhale or use for cleaning all of these things that are just going to get in the way and be even further uh, a disruptor. We want to really focus on the well, the whole body, the, the whole well-rounded individual in every way. It's not just about nutrition. This is a lifestyle. So what you put on your body, what you inhale, what you clean with, right? In addition to what you eat, they all align. And if you want to be the healthiest version of you, like that, you've got to look at the big picture. Yeah. And I, I love that whole picture. I have looked up some macro coaches. In fact, I know some macro coaches. And the way that they operate is, you know, you give them all of your information, like an interview intake, they spit out like a bunch of numbers and they give you a Google spreadsheet and then they send you on your way. And I could not have been, I would have not, I would have not completed it. I would have gone two weeks in and I would have quit because I feel like this is such a important lifestyle change and a mindset change and a habit change. And like you said, also kind of unwinding some cultural norms that we have in the, in diet culture that I really needed the support and the accountability and the conversation and the encouragement and the ideas, frankly, <laughs> you know, I'm a, now to this day, like I will never give up tzatziki. I have like so much tzatziki in my house. It's the best on everything. But like having that coaching, that life coaching piece, that mindset coaching piece, like I would not have been able to get through this if I didn't have that level of support. And I think that really makes you stand out above everyone else that I know that's doing this. I appreciate you saying that. I take it so seriously. And initially, I wanted to just help people with goals in life. Like, let me help you do this, that, or the other. Nutrition was just natural to me. I knew women would come to me for that. And I'm obviously very passionate. The macro game just changed everything because I finally was like, I figured this out. I want to tell everyone. But you can't just do it with nutrition alone. There are factors in your life that have to change in order for this to be a sustainable situation. Yeah. I remember I would like, you know, you weren't even talking to me about this. Like one day, I don't remember, we hadn't talked all day, but I saw that you had done your workout and you had closed one of your fitness rings. And I was like, and I was tired and I wanted to take a nap. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> so I like got up and I went for a walk and like, 
close that ring. And so you didn't even have to say anything to me. You were just, you were just on the other end of my watch, which by the way, I know there's going to be people that ask me this question after this episode. So I'm just going to address it now. Yes, I did wear my Apple watch for three months. The first three months of this, I wore it. I got all my data. I got all my information on it. And yeah, I don't like them because I don't like the EMF situation. There are stickers and other things that you can do. I love wave block. They're fantastic. I don't think they have one specific for the watch yet, but there's other companies that do. But for me, it was worth it to wear it for those three months because I got so much important data about my habits and my steps and my fitness and all of it. It was just worth it to me. You can do the aura rings. The aura ring is really low in EMF. You can put it on airplane mode. There are other other things that you can do if you don't want to wear the watch. It's not the only option out there. So I just want to throw that out there for all of those that are listening that are conscious about uh, wearable gadgets because of the EMF. So let's jump into some misconceptions because I shared some of these misconceptions. And one of them is that carbs are bad. I think we have this really stupid (laughs) idea, this low carb. Everyone needs to be low carb. Everyone I talk to is eating low carb. Women are like, I need to eat more protein and I need to really reduce my carbs. And I agree with the protein piece, but let's talk about why people think carbs are bad. Carbohydrates in the day, if you are over consuming, and typically things have carbohydrates in them. It's hard to not find some things that do. But if you're over consuming a ton of carbohydrates and you're not ex- using that energy that you're consuming, it turns to fat. It goes to storage. It turns to fat. Fat does that too. Protein does not do that. You will only build lean mass as a result. But carbohydrates are intended for immediate energy use. If you are an athlete, it is imperative that you have carbohydrates. I don't know how I would function without them. They fuel my body. They fuel my body post-workout. They're important to consume before and even after because they replenish the cells. They get me ready for the next day. Yes, I'm a very active individual. That is always isn't necessarily a lot of people. But remember, we're trying to get people active here in addition to being nutritionally conscious. So you have to have energy. And yes, you can get your energy from fats, true. But the carbohydrates are going to lend for that immediate energy. Are there different types of carbohydrates? Absolutely. The simple carbohydrates versus the complex carbohydrates, the one that have fiber that will take longer to digest. Absolutely. My clients and I have those conversations. It's just sort of like a personal preference and how your body is responding. But carbs are essential like throughout your day in terms of your energy intake. It's kind of a Tetris game though, yet again, like you had mentioned, where when you're eating them and how much should you be consuming, it depends completely on your activity levels. Yeah. And it was really important for me to not eat a carb by itself, what I call a naked carb. So anytime that I had a carb in my day, I also had a little bit of fat and a little bit of protein with it. I never just eat a carb alone as a carb because I noticed that I would get this kind of like high and then I would crash a little bit. So balancing out your blood sugar with getting a well-rounded amount of macros in your meals for me was a really big deal when it came to managing my energy. Yeah, great idea. And that's kind of the idea with all of it. You take every category, okay, you've got like 120 protein, you know, 120 carbohydrates and 70 grams of fats. And if you're eating five meals a day, a cool rule of thumb is like divide it by five. And if you can try to get, you know, little by little by little in every category into one meal, 
that's going to set you up for success. It's going to level your blood sugar out. You're going to continue to get the protein that you need. And that's really kind of a secret that a lot of people struggle with. They leave everything on this one category till the end of the day, or they eat it all in the morning. But I really do try to encourage that because your energy levels will be more sustained. And you know, moms need energy. So, uh, Yeah. Okay. Another misconception is that if fats are bad... Oh, we have to have fats, friends. Now, do we need 100 grams a day? No, no, no we do not. We I can tell you that. <laughs> and we don't. And and sadly, yeah, oh, but fat tastes so good. And you know what? It smells so good. I understand. And again, it's difficult where we all live in our environment where it's like, you always smell that thing or you like, but it's right there and it's so convenient. I get it. But you do not need an, an over substantial amount. Again, it depends on the person. Females are different from males. But fats are imperative to our nutrient absorption in our body. They're also imperative for hormone production since hormones come from cholesterol, which is fats. Yes, are there better fats than other fats, just like in the carbohydrate situation? Absolutely. And that is something that we talk about. The mono and polyunsaturated fats are what we want to you know, head out to. We want to get those omega-3s, omega-6s. They have plenty of amazing benefits and long-term benefits at that. So the fat-free, not a great choice when you're eating your fats. Making sure you're getting good quality fats are imperative to having a very healthy body and a well-rounded body. Yeah. I just looked up because I know it's fall and everyone is like pumpkin spice everything, which by the way, friends, it's not fall yet. It's not September 21st. I refuse. But uh, a single pumpkin spice latte at all. So like the smallest one you can get has 14 grams of fat in it. And if I were to have one of those with 14 grams of fat, then I'd have to give up some legit food that I like and I want that will give me energy throughout the day. So it's just interesting the way that I think about treats now too, because let's be real, like there's a really amazing ice cream place that's where my kid's school is. And I treat myself like this isn't about deprivation, but now I think about it. Now I think about what's in what I'm eating a lot more than I ever did before. Oh, that is the name of the game. Being mindful, right? Here come the holidays, friends, parties galore, all this food, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all these things. And yes, it is tempting. But when you become mindful and you are in this, you do start to look at food very differently and just say, you know what? I don't need to go crazy. I don't need four pieces of pie. I'm going to do one today. And that's fine. And chances are you're going to feel kind of crappy if you really overly indulge. But that's what's been so fascinating about this because I get so much protein, which is what my body needs. I don't even crave a lot of that other stuff. Yeah. The cravings has been a bit like when you, I think my protein were at like 120 or something like that. I like, I'm, I'm never hungry. I'm never, I'm not hungry. And so because of that, I don't crave things the way that I used to. And I think that blood sugar roller coasters, but also not eating enough of the right things is what really caused for me caused a lot of my cravings. So that has been Something I'm very cognizant of now. I'm like, oh, weird. I just went like four days and I haven't even like wanted to go run to packs for ice cream. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. You are finally giving your body what it needs. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about hydration and water. How much water should people be drinking? Is this a big thing for you too? Like, are you getting your water? And I can hear your voice in my head. Are you drinking all your water? It is one of your data points every single night. Water is imperative anyway. It is the most valuable resource on the planet. Every single one of our cells of your 100 trillion cells needs water in the body. 
it helps with you know digestion. It helps with heart rate regulation. It helps with body temperature. And most people don't get enough. People who get migraines oftentimes are dehydrated. Sure. And it's not just from like water. It's from minerals and things that we are losing when we sweat, which we sweat all day. If you live in Phoenix, what, what? I mean, when you are geographically in a place where it is humid in the South, whatever, you have to be mindful of what you're expending all day and you are losing water all the time. You have to replenish it purposefully in order to get it back. So hydration is key. At least half of your body weight in ounces is ideal. You can go bigger than that. Awesome. If you are in superior crazy athlete, you're going to need more. You live in a hot area, you're going to need more. But that is at least the minimum that you should be consuming. Salt water, hydration water is super important and not stuff filled with dyes and all of these other fillers. You want to be mindful as well. I know that you have a brand specifically that you recommend, right, Wendy? Electrolytes are a big deal. So first of all, filter your water. (laughs) Make sure you're drinking clean water because those endocrine disruptors, those obesinogens that we talked about, they are lurking in your tap water. So make sure you are filtering your water. I have options on my toxin-free shopping guide for my favorite water filters. And I also have some clean electrolytes that I love as well. Cure is a company that makes flavored electrolytes that are nothing but you know fruit and electrolytes. They're amazing. There's no fillers in them. Gatorade is not your friend. It's not. It's just, it's full of sugar and dyes and it's just so, so bad. So uh, there's clean electrolytes out there. Another thing too is sea salt, Redmond sea salt. Just put a little dash of sea salt in your water. That's it. That's all you need. It's got like 92 minerals in it, not table salt. Table salt is not good for you. It's the opposite of good for you. Sea salt. You want sea salt. So yeah, water and hydration is huge. I have always been a good water drinker. I drink a ton of water. And so that wasn't a big deal for me, but I know it is a big deal for a lot of people. Yes. Most people do not like their protein, get enough water every day. So shoot for that water, friends. Get get on top of it first thing in the morning and that will help throughout the day. Yeah, for sure. And a really good thing to do is like have a huge glass of water right before you have your coffee. So eat your breakfast first. Don't do coffee on an empty stomach. Drink a big old glass of water and then drink coffee. That's what I do in the morning. Okay, let's talk about, well, I think we already talked about counting calories and just to foot stomp it one more time, like this has nothing to do with like just a flat calorie for calorie. Like even though there's an output that exists there, this is about nutrition. And if you're under eating, you will not be successful. And I just want to point out too, there's so many studies out there, one in particular that I'm thinking of, all it takes is for a female to eat less than 1200 calories a day for three weeks to impact her thyroid, for to, to see a decline in her thyroid. And then that decline in your thyroid will then make your metabolism even slower. Like under eating and calorie counting only without taking into consideration getting your macronutrients that you need is not going to give you a sustainable weight loss. You might drop a bunch of weight quickly, but you're going to really do some damage to your body in the process and you're not going to be able to keep it off. Absolutely agree. And cortisol levels as well. So something to keep in mind when you know you want to follow all these fad diets. Yeah, you might lose the weight quick, but you're going to gain it back just as fast. Yep. And it'll be harder the next time because you know you probably did some damage. So I want to touch on a topic that's a little touchy and I don't want to trigger people or upset people and I don't want to get like hate mail, but I do think it's important to say, and I will speak for myself, I will not speak for you because this is such a controversial thing, I think to say. We are living in this very body positivity culture 
where it is not okay to feel like you need to lose weight. That if you're a bigger person, if you're somebody who's very curvy, if you're overweight, the message is you should love yourself the way you are. I 100% believe that. You should always love yourself the way you are and where you are. But I do think that this message has really gone to the extreme when we have 60% of the United States you know, overweight and obese. We have chronic illness that has absolutely skyrocketed. I think the message of love yourself and don't shame yourself is an important one. But I also think the opposite of that message should be you should love yourself enough to take care of yourself. We should want to encourage people to be healthy. There are some people that have that are very high profile individuals recently that have lost weight online, Jenna Kutcher being one of them. And people don't like it. People are like, but you used to be curvy. You used to be relatable. You used to be somebody I looked up to. You used to be, you know, all these things. And people are having this negative reaction to the fact that she took her health into her own hands and she had this health journey. She's lost weight. She's healthy. She's, she's like on videos, you know, lifting weights. She's pro, like she didn't starve herself. She really took her health seriously for a lot of reasons. And I applaud her, but to watch people tear her down in the name of what you didn't love yourself when you were bigger, I think is bullshit. And I think that when it comes to our health, our health is what should matter. And so I think this is a problem right now because if we keep telling the generation that we're raising right now, which is not healthy, that it's okay, it's fine you know, love your body the way that it is. I think that that can be taken too far and it can be an excuse to accept and normalize chronic illness in this country. So there's my soapbox moment. (laughs) Um, Since you work with people, you know, what do you think about that? Yes. They come to me obviously because they know physically the way that I look. I mean, I am not your typical person. I love the way that I look. I didn't always even being five pounds, you know, uh, heavier than I was. But for me, that's not what I wanted. And I've never cared what anyone else thought. And I think there's that aura of confidence. So people come to me because they know like, this has been your life, Claire, like you've never not been like that. So I know that you know what you're doing, what you're talking about. And again, at the end of the day, I want this to be a you being the most healthy version of you, whatever that is. And if you feel good and your interior body feels good and it's presenting that way on, you know, even blood work, et cetera, then great. We've found the formula for you. And if that means you're 120 pounds, great. If that means you're 150 pounds, great. And if that makes sense for you and your doctor agrees that you are in good health, great. But I don't feel like you said we should be shaming people for wanting to be fit because it's not the norm. It is very sad because let's be real. At the end of the day, when you are you know, working out, yes. When you have muscle, yes. That is going to help in so many areas of your life and it will help you live longer. And isn't that what we all want at the end of the day to be the best mom or the best husband or the best coworker and and live our life to the fullest, but we can't do that if we're chronically ill and our body is working so much harder than it needs to. So I agree. I I hope things level out. And yeah, I, I was reading, I think it was this week while I was here, a new study came out on cancer rates and cancer rates on under the under 50 age are skyrocketing. I mean, just skyrocketing. We are seeing cancer earlier and earlier and earlier 
and chronic disease, autoimmunity. And because I, you know, live and work in the toxins world and I'm so conscious of the illness and the chronic illness that's out there, this is just another piece of it. And I really don't want people to settle. There's a better way. You can take care of yourself and you can love yourself and you can love yourself into better health. You don't have to shame yourself into better health. You can literally love yourself into better health and know that you're doing it for you and for your health. All right. So for everyone here listening to this, where can they find you and what does your program look like and how can they work with you? So like, you know, initially was stated, this is not a fast fix. I do offer six week programs. I offer three month programs. The three month programs, in my opinion, are the way to go because again, this is about habit change. This is also about nutrition. So it goes hand in hand, takes time. So six weeks or 12 weeks, I am on clarityconcepts.com where I break down, you know, who I am, what I do, what I offer, commitments that the client needs to consider because this again is a lifestyle. I'm also on Instagram, Clarity Concepts. It is spelled with my name as Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E, and then I-T-Y because I want to bring in my experiences with my education and I make truly make things my own. So yeah, I'm also on on Facebook. I'll link your website and I'll link your Instagram and the show notes so people can find you. Thank you for coming on. And I know that I, being the older cousin, I give you a lot of shit in your life, but I am beyond grateful for what you have given me um, when it comes to my health. And I'm really glad that I didn't let the fact that we were related stop me from working with you because this has been a really big, important thing that I've been able to do in my life. And I'm just really grateful. So thank you, but don't get used to that. You won't hear it again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love you a million. I'm very proud of you. So thank you for having me. This is really, really fun. All right, friends. I will see you next week. You, my friend, have officially finished another episode of the Detox Dilemma podcast. And if you want more, head over to wendycatherine.com to get all the show notes and links to discount codes from our amazing partners. If you're looking for something specific to help you detox your home, make sure you check out my toxin-free shopping guide at toxinfreeshoppingguide.com. It's organized by category and makes detoxing your home simple. I'll see you next week. And until then, I hope your life is getting just a little less toxic.